Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick? And apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband! Wife! Do you know where we are and how we got here and what we're doing today? Well, we just finished reading Isaiah 35. And before I get into what we read in that one, I do have to apologize real quick because I did bad editing yesterday. Bad, bad editor, bad. Yeah, Yeah, so um, for anybody who hopped on to our regular podcast episodes to try to listen to this, you heard a mess of the ending and the beginning all in one. And I have since fixed that. Um, There may be some podcast apps out there that don't fix it for a couple of days. Mm. But if you go to our website, it is fixed on there. And it should be fixed on the rest of the podcast apps here shortly. So I apologize for that, for anybody who missed yesterday's due to that. (laughs) And sorry. 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 Um, Sorry. That being said, yesterday in our podcast, which was Isaiah 35. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very, very short. It was very short. And it seemed like it was all just like, yay, we're saving the, the Israelites and, and stuff and good things mostly. Gladness and joy will overtake them. Yeah, yeah. It's, there wasn't really a lot to comment on. Like, it's, okay, they're happy now again. No lions will of. get them on the golden right. highway, stairway to heaven. Yeah, all kinds of good shit. Take it was the high road. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Right. Yeah. Um. So that was Isaiah chapter 35. Correct. Which means that today we're going to be reading... Isaiah chapter 36. All right, let's do this. Okie dokie. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, so we are hopping into Isaiah chapter 36. Okay. And based on my notes... I should let you know that we've already covered this material. No. And it's going to sound, I think... Very um, repetitive? Not repetitive, but I think you'll remember it. It'll be a good refresher. Okay. Um, This happened during a battle um, that we read about in 2 Kings. You expect me to remember all the way back to 2 well, Kings? That gets into the next thing I wanted to say. I'm very, very annoyed at how this book was put together. I feel like... <laughs> I mean, okay, I know I sound silly, but honestly, I feel like all of the the writings, quote unquote, like yeah. Psalms and Proverbs and even the book of Job, really, they were put in the wrong place. They separated um, all the, the chronicle history stuff. Yeah. And then we've got all the prophets after the writings. Right, right. But the thing is, is that what the prophets are talking about and what's happening in the stories of the prophets takes place during those histories. Right. Yeah. So they tell it from each individual author's point of view. Right. And it's, it's like, it causes the person, if you're reading the Bible straight through, it's like, Oh, it's been two years since you uh, read about this history, but remember that time? Right, right. And I'm like, no, I fucking don't. Yeah. No, it would it would be I wonder I'm sure there's gotta be somebody out there that timelines the yeah, writings oh yeah. of the Bible. Oh yeah. Well, I need to see it. I know that there is such a thing, but I'm gonna try to find one because I'm I'm just like really out of sorts over this. Yeah. And I'm the kind of person that even when like when I'm reading Shakespeare, for example, if there's like more than I don't know, say four characters, I got to take notes. Honestly, (laughs) like if you go through, I have like a compendium, uh, a giant, like every Shakespeare play ever kind of book. Right. And if you flip through that book, um, index cards will fall out of the book because I had to write who was with who, what family was on this side, who was friends with like, even as something as simple as Romeo and Juliet, I couldn't remember who was with the Capulets and who was with the Montagues. Sure. You know? So, to ask me to remember all of this, I'm I'm just, I'm really, like, offended over it. Yeah, especially doing it out of order. Like, yes. Like, it's very hard to follow sometimes. Yes, this book is so, out, like, I feel like they made it as difficult for beginners as possible, and it's offensive. I don't think that it was ever really, I mean... I don't think the intended audience was ever the layman. 
You know, like, yeah. not, at least initially. At least initially. Like, it was meant for the religious scholars and people who um, put the time in to study it to learn better. Right. Because I understand that. And I know it's just a collection. It's not something that you're supposed to read straight through. But the thing is, is I've always been told, read the Bible. Sure. Yeah. So here I am reading the Bible. And I've never once heard anybody tell me, um, oh, but take notes as you go. And there's shit that's like not just out of order, but like really inconveniently placed that you might want to skip to the end. Well, you and I have talked about this a lot. I think that when we finish, quote unquote, finish the Bible, mm -hmm. I think there's going to be a lot of going back to, to cover different things. Mm -hmm. And I think some of that could involve timelining some of this stuff. Yeah. You know, like because... It was so out of place. It was so out of order that, you know, a lot of the messages get muddled in this back and forth between, oh, this person said this about this here, but then this about the same thing here and the same thing, you know, like right. just it's on and on through the Bible. Like you can't keep like, why are we going back to that one thing, you know, hundreds of years ago here? Well, and I was starting to lose track of all of the kings and leaders before we got here. Sure. Like, remember when we, we started getting into the age of the kings and I was like, oh, no, I'm done. Like, I can't I can't remember all of this. Right. I I don't know that, you know, to, to me also, I'm not sure that the the message of the exact names of the kings and the, the timelines should. Be, I, I don't know that that should be the important part. The message is what like the messages that God is giving these people right in the Bible. Right. In canon. That is supposed to be the overriding theme, the overriding message that we're supposed to be getting anyway. That's what I've always been told, but it's clearly not true. Right. You know, and that's... Well, I mean, it would make it easier to follow these messages if we could get them in context. Right. And I'm just, I'm, they're just I'm not in context. Out. I'm put out over this whole thing. Yeah, no, like, I get I'm it. I'm frustrated. I get it. Like, as I was reading my notes, I was like, I remember... When the, okay, I'm, I'm going to stop and I'm just going to get reading, okay? Okay. So, in the 14th year of King Hezekiah's reign. Yeah. Remember that guy? I mean, yeah. Sennacherib, king of Assyria. Remember Sennacherib? Not exactly, no. Okay, well, hopefully you will because he was a big deal. Like, we were dealing with him for a bit. Like, okay. they had a battle. Got it. Um, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, attacked all the fortified cities of Judah and captured them. Oh, then the king of Assyria sent his field commander with a large army from Lachish to King Hezekiah at Jerusalem. So this this part is, we've read this before. Sure. Okay? Yeah. When the commander stopped at the aqueduct of the upper pool on the road to the launderer's field, Elikim, son of Hilkiah, the palace administrator, Shebna, the secretary, and Joah, son of Asaph, the recorder, went out to him. Okay. The field commander said to them, tell Hezekiah, this is what the great king, the king of Assyria, says. On what are you basing this confidence of yours? You say you have counsel and might for war, but you speak only empty words. On whom are you depending that you rebel against me? Look, I know you are depending on Egypt, that splintered reed of a staff which pierces the hand of anyone who leans on it. Wow. That's, that's, that's harsh words. Right? Big words. Yeah. Such is Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to all who depend on him. 
damn mm, trash talking they the do not like Egypt. But if you say to me, we are depending on the Lord our God. Isn't he the one whose high places and altars Hezekiah removed, saying to Judah and Jerusalem, you must worship before this altar. Come now, make a bargain with my master, the king of Assyria. I will give you 2,000 horses, if you can put riders on them. How then can you repulse one officer of the least of my master's officials, even though you are depending on Egypt for chariots and horsemen? So hmm. are you following so, all this? Yeah, it has a, or I'm sorry, not Hezekiah. Um, the, the Assyrians are saying, we're, we've got you surrounded. We're really powerful. We've destroyed all your shit. Yeah. And you're relying on Egypt, but obviously they can't be relied on. So, And I thought it was supposed to be that your God was so powerful. Right, right. So why aren't you depending on your God? Yeah, yeah. Instead of on Egypt. Right. And then also he's saying, um, we have so many horsemen, or I'm sorry, we have so many horses that... Even our horses outnumber your army. Yeah. Like, you couldn't even put men on all the horses that we have. Right. So, he's, like, seriously trash-talking these guys. Well, and trying to get... I mean, like, he probably doesn't want to battle any more than anybody else, you know? So, right. he's like, can you guys just give up already? Like, yeah, we've won. Exactly. We've got exactly. you fucking surrounded. Yeah. Then, Eliakim, Shebna, and Joah said to the field commander, and I think that this is the part you might remember. Okay. Please speak to your servants in Aramaic, since we understand it. Don't speak to us in Hebrew in the hearing of the people on the wall. Uh, do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, I do. I yeah. Do. Yeah. So we have read this before. Right. Um, because they didn't want the people to overhear um, the Assyrian king's people telling them, you guys are all but beat. You guys. Yeah. Like, we have you surrounded, like you said. and sure. um. You know, we outnumber you. I don't think they, like, when we read it the first time, I don't think it was spelled out in so much detail. It wasn't. It was definitely a lot shorter snippet. And we didn't really understand, like, what the fuck is happening? Right, right. So, I just, I, I think it's neat. Yeah, but this would have been this. nice to have this context when we were in right. the earlier chapter. It like, would have been you know. cool to read this at that time. Right, yeah. But the commander replied... <laughs> was it only to your master and you that my master sent me to say these things and not to the people sitting on the wall who, like you, will have to eat their own excrement and drink their own urine? Ooh, damn. He's like, we've got you surrounded. We yeah. can starve you out. Y'all I mean, are fucked. <laughs> you're going to be eating your own shit and piss in a minute right. here, so fuck off. They might as well know, yeah. Yeah. Then the commander stood and called out in Hebrew... Hear the words of the great king, the king of Assyria. This is what the king says. Do not let Hezekiah deceive you. He cannot deliver you. So he's saying, don't follow your own king. Right. Yeah. Do not let Hezekiah persuade you to trust in the Lord when he says, the Lord will surely deliver us. This city will not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Do not listen to Hezekiah. This is what the king of Assyria says. Make peace with me and come out. Then each of you will eat fruit from your own vine and fig tree and drink water from your own cistern until I come and take you to a land like your own, a land of grain and new wine, a land of bread and vineyards. So he's saying basically either 
we're going to come and starve you out and then we're going to come in and kill kill you all, slaughter you, or... You can join us as no, probable you can, slaves or well, something. Well, you can sit here at home safe and sound for a few days until right. we come back through and then we will just peacefully take you and relocate you. Right. Like, you will be rehomed. Yeah. And like you said, probably as slaves. Right. But in the meantime... But the alternative is death and right. starvation, so... Right. So, I mean... It's not a horrible offer, but it's mm-hmm. like prolonging. Right. It's know? not death anyway. It's not instant death. Right. It's just a slow death. Sure. Sure. Do not let Hezekiah mislead you when he says the Lord will deliver us. Have the gods of any nations ever delivered their lands from the hand of the king of Assyria? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Where, oh, I I was reading some notes from an apologist, and he was like, this isn't to say that they believed that there were other gods. They just acknowledged that other people believed in other gods. Okay. And I'm like, So, but, okay. Yeah, whatever. Right, right. I'm just like, uh, we could get into this, but... Right. This isn't the only place in the Bible. I honestly don't. The way the Bible reads to me, it doesn't feel like people took God as seriously as they do today. Even yeah, you I know, agree. like they were they were more just this this entity that they it, it was like a crapshoot. You know, like sometimes, I want this God to win today, so we're right. gonna, we're gonna you know bow to this God. Like sometimes we're like super spiritual and we're like, oh, look at our great crops and. We should, like, think that God or, oh, our crops are shitty. We should pray to this God. Right. But, like, any other time when it's just, like, middle ground, they probably weren't even thinking of the gods. It feels that way. Right. Because they had other idols and stuff most of the time anyway. Yeah, exactly. Where are the gods of Hamath and Arpad? Where are the gods of Sepharvam? Have they rescued Samaria from my hand? I'm going to guess no. I'm going to go with no. Yeah. I've never heard I don't of know places. the answer, but yeah, that doesn't sound like... Right? Yeah. Who of all the gods of these countries have been able to save their lands from me? How then can the Lord deliver Jerusalem from my hand? But the people remained silent and said nothing in reply because the king had commanded, do not answer him. Like, okay. Do you remember all of that? Yeah, yeah. And we were like, I call bullshit. They would have said something. Right, right. Then Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, the palace administrator... Shebna, the secretary, and Jonah, son of Asaph, the recorder, went to Hezekiah with their clothes torn and told him what the field commander had said. The okay. end. Oh, that was that was it? That was it for that chapter. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was just like a very much, it was that, much more detailed version of what we read before. It's that conversation expanded upon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's really nothing special about this chapter because it's all basically stuff we've already read. Yeah. And yeah, here's this battle happening. And and I can even imagine that, you know, we're, no, not even imagine. I know this because we already fucking read it, but like, God's going to win, you know, like that's, right. that's, and, and of course we're reading the Bible. So we always know, even if we don't know, God's going to win. Yeah. You know, if he wants us to lose, we'll lose, but we'll only lose temporarily and mm-hmm. then we'll win somewhere down the line. Maybe. Either way. It doesn't matter. We're winning. We're you know, with God, essentially. So it's fine. It's fine. This is fine. It's right. all fine. I mean, it's like any story that you would you, you expect to win. You're going to win. It's, so. it's a Hallmark movie, but with slavery, rape, and <laughs> lots and lots of blood and murder. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, you it know, is what it is. You know the ending. You just don't know how it's going to get there. 
Right. And they might pick out a Christmas tree on the way. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, that was a repeat of something we already knew. From 2 Kings. From 2 Kings. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that was Hezekiah chapter... No, that was Isaiah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. I just threw that out there. Yeah. Isaiah Uh chapter 36. Yes. Which means that tomorrow we will be back with... Isaiah chapter 37. All right. We'll see you then. Yep. Bye. Hey, wife. I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. 